Gentlemen, how's it going today? Ready to dive into the Mexico Open? Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's going it's going good. Uh, we got Ryan back on the podcast, uh, first time for season two. Um, what you been up to, Ryan, since we've had you on? Was it National Championship weekend? Yeah, yeah, excited to be back. I was, you know, riding a high after the the National Championship. Hit a couple couple nice bets there, and and then I fell into the NFL playoffs, which uh, you know gave some of it right back. But I've been doing well. Excited to be back on and, and talk about winning some money through golf now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we. I was able to suck you back into the podcast this weekend while we were on the course. I uh, was like, you know, we can get some, get some. I don't know if it's fresh blood, but get some old blood back in here and uh, hopefully win a little bit more money. But yeah, big shout out to Ryan. He picked that. Uh, he picked the F- Michigan and Washington correctly, and then he picked the Michigan championship uh, win as well. So um, all good stuff coming back on the pod. Hopefully he can he can pick up where he left off and and. Uh, do a little bit better than than I did last week uh, as far as golf goes for the Genesis Invitational. So, uh, Jamos, you hit one last week though, I think, right for the Genesis? No, looking back on it, um, I'm an idiot. I clicked on the wrong <laughs> tournament. Uh, no, uh, went over, man. Uh, I haven't went over in a golf tournament in a while. Um, you know, you kind of do, uh, but we got a, we had a tournament this weekend that should be very interesting for people that love golf. Uh, you'll see a lot of new names out there, uh, some up-and-comers you might be able to see throughout the year kind of grow on you. Um, only one big name out there, Tony Finau, pretty much, is the big name that everybody knows uh, for this Mexico Open that's only been on the tour for uh, two years now. Uh, I was on the Corn Ferry Tour for a while prior to that. So um, trying to get the Mexico Open a little bit bigger, but they, they just don't get the big names, when you, especially when – they got to fly out to Florida uh, a couple weeks and play them all in the Palmer. Everybody just goes back out there and starts practicing. Yeah. I'm glad we got some golf to bet on because they were in a little bit of a lull. You know, I got sucked into the all-star game, lost some money there. I don't know why I did that. All of my guys and the skills and the dunk contest and three point, they all finished second. I don't know what I was thinking betting on Jalen Brown, but uh, that was a pretty weak dunk contest and um, was impressed by uh, uh, Onescu uh, almost taking down Steph shooting better than most of the other guys uh, from men's three-point range. But other than that, uh, didn't even didn't even tune into the game. And, and we're waiting for the NBA to get back up and running, but we got some college basketball in the meantime. So hopefully uh, you can tune in for some of those picks uh, daily. We are going to be getting our TikTok and our Instagram up and running for some of those daily picks like we mentioned. Uh, we'll, we'll save the surprise for when we start throwing those out there, what those segments look like. But until then, we are going to dive into the Mexico Open at Vedanta. Uh, First, we'll start off with a quick course overview, some golfer history, kind of some things that each one of us are looking at, and then we'll run it back uh, just like we did last week, top 20, top 10, top 5, outright winner, and then we'll have some novelties and, uh, and parlays there at the very end. Uh, so, you know, first and foremost, why don't we just uh, get, our, get our thoughts on the course and, and the golfer history? Jay Mills, what are, you, what are you looking at? Yeah, as far as the course, I mean, this is one of the longest courses on tour. It is... Uh... Resort uh, golf is kind of what people want to call it. Wide fairways, uh, hit the ball as far as you can pretty much down the fairway. Um, there's some water on a lot of the holes, but it's kind of out of the way for these tour guys. You shouldn't see too many of them in the water. Um, so you get a lot of gripper and rip it, uh, a lot of 300-plus yard drives um, in that warm weather down in Mexico that they haven't been playing in lately. Um, interesting, it's a par 71. Um, that's just because they have uh, three par threes on the back. So it's par Four, sorry, five par threes, 
Um, and then there's the normal four part fives and the rest part fours. Um, like I said, this tour, this only been on tour for like two years. So the stats wise is kind of skewed. Um, so basically if you've had a good round or a good tournament, you're going to be up there. But Finau leads the, leads it with a 3.5 strokes gain, um, off the tee, um, throughout the round. Uh, Brandon Wu's up there, uh, Davis Riley, Cameron Champ, type of guys. The better golfers of here, the names that you kind of would expect to be at the top are on the top here. It's it's one of those courses, if you can hit the ball 300, um, you're going to have a lot of 170-yard approach shots, so those long iron players are really going to come into play here. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing that stands out, I think, when you start to look at who you're going to pick is, you know, long and accurate drivers of the ball, particularly long. You mentioned almost 7,500 yards, water in play on 14 holes, but you know, if you're long enough, it's not. And then 106 bunkers that kind of, uh, I guess, surround a lot of undulating greens, some, some large undulating greens. Uh, so that, that's kind of what stands out to me. Um, outside of, you know, the finals of the world, you know, Matt, Robert McIntyre, slightly bigger name, who's had some success here and there, uh, is teeing it up. Charlie Hoffman's back. Um, and, uh, you know, Ryan Fox is, is also here as well as Emiliano Grio. So we'll talk about a few of those guys, maybe some of them, maybe all of them as we move through. Um, and I think it should be, it should be a lot of fun. Ryan, you got any thoughts uh, on the course? Uh, you ever played down in Mexico before? I've, I've played a couple other courses out there. Never, never, never this one, but I think you mean, I think Jamil said it best. I think this is a course where you want to hit it long, straight. And, and if they're doing that, they're going to set up some good, reasonable approach shots into the green. It, it's a long course, um, but it's kind of what you see, what you get. You're going to put the ball in the fairway. And there is a, a good amount of contour around those greens, just in a lot of those those Mexico courses out there. So I think it is going to be something that, you know, good off the tee. And, and obviously any PGO Tour event comes down to putting on those those greens. So I think it'll be a fun tournament. I mean, I, I you know, a lot of people turn away from the PGA Tour on weeks like these. I, I love it. Uh, you get to see a lot of guys that, you know, aren't going to be playing in, in necessarily the Genesis or some of these other tournaments, and it's their time to shine. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of young guys coming off the Corn Ferry Tour, rookies. So a lot of names you may not recognize, but they're, you know, they're ready to show it. And, and it's, it's going to be a fun one with, with a lot of them just swinging it off the tee to start. So definitely excited for this tournament. Yeah, it it really is, a, you know, paying closer attention to this, Ryan, I think you hit the nail on the head is you kind of see some of the up and comers. You see a lot of the guys that were maybe college stars that are starting to kind of get their name a little bit more known on the tour, guys that made it from the Corn Ferry, which I think uh, I think Jay Mills may be talking about one of them here a little bit later on, maybe a couple of them later on. Um, and then some guys that I think are more burgeoning that have the opportunity to take that next step in their career. So it, it really is fascinating. And it's uh it's it's golf, so we can't complain that there's golf on TV on uh, Sundays uh, again. So um, with that, why don't we just go ahead and jump into our top 20. I'll throw it over to Ryan for his pick this week. Yeah, it's funny. I was just talking about all the, the young golfers, you know, up-and-coming golfers, and, and I go with the 47-year-old uh, Charlie Hoffman. Uh, I think my main reason picking this as a top 20 is it, I was at that waste management golf tournament. I was uh, amidst all the chaos out there with the mud sliding and, and, you know, all the craziness, but he was just so composed out there. I mean, he, you know, he does play old man golf. He, you know, there's certain times a pin's going to be tucked. He's going to play to the middle of the green. Um, but you know, I mean, he was putting that week last week at the Genesis. He had a good opening round, made the cut and then ended up kind of throwing it away on the weekend. But for for an older golfer, a guy who plays old man golf, 
Riviera is not necessarily the the best fit for that style of golf um, with those pin locations, some of the the contour, the different challenges that course has. I think this is a course though that he's going to put the ball in the fairway. He might be a little bit farther back than some of those other guys, but you know he's going to have some open greens to to hit away. And I think he's playing good golf. I mean, you know he's he's been striking the ball. Like I said, the waste management, he played well. He makes it look effortless when he is. And I think at plus 260, a guy who's relatively hot coming in, you know, off a second and a 50th place, you know, plus 260 to get top 20 is, is not a bad line there. So my top 20 is going to be Charlie Hoffman to start the old man mm-hmm. against all the youngsters. Yeah, Charlie, um, always always a soft spot for Charlie. He's don't love his style. I'm not sure if I'm a huge fan of the green glove, but uh, or green. Sometimes it goes black, I think. But his demeanor, you know, nothing shakes this guy. And you mentioned it, Ryan. I mean, he's played the weekend um, in four of his five events this year. He's made the cut in four of those five, and and that second at the waste management was really pulling for him there at the end in the playoff. Uh, but he couldn't quite couldn't quite close it out. Um, so I like it. Uh, always, always good to hear Charlie come into the mix. And uh, I'm actually going to be looking at a guy who's who's kind of been a little injury plagued um, recently, and that's uh, Jonathan Vegas. Um, he's back to playing con- more consistent golf, and he's shown some flashes of what we saw his ceiling in you know the past recent memory. Um, at, at waste management, um, he finished 22nd, gained 7.2 strokes um uh in ball striking um uh, and that's 3.8 off the tee and 3.2 on approach and i think the big thing here is the the surface the grass that they're going to be playing on coastal pass balloon i don't know if i pronounced that correctly but he's played really well on on uh, that type of grass um he's he's had finishes of second at the 2021 puerto rico open the same surface fourth at the 2022 corrales punta cana um so i think he's going to be comfortable especially when it comes to putting um and we know he's a big he's a big hitter too which we talked about at the top so um when you break down his last 24 rounds he's second in strokes gain ball striking um for this field and 22nd in driving distance and I, I think he can he can let it fly and if he can get on the greens and regulation he knows this surface and and should be able to putt relatively well just with that past history so i'm taking him at plus 230 to to get in the top 20 yeah quick story about vegas now that you're on him uh he's the one that got me hooked on golf betting i don't really know anything about golf uh betting i played golf i was up in Tahoe one time i was out oh, I won some money. I was like, I'm blackjack. I was like, I'll throw some money on a golf tournament. I don't know anything about what's going on. I was like, oh, he's 100 to 1. And I saw, like, looking up some article. I said that he was, like, from the course that he was playing or hometown course or whatever. And I was like, I'll throw 25 bucks on him. Dude ended up winning, won 2,500 bucks. One of my biggest uh, long shot <laughs> golf bets. Uh, and that kind of got me hooked on golf betting, and I've been betting it ever since. So um, it's a quick little story. I'm rolling with that newcomer. Um, I think a guy who possibly could win rookie of the year if it wasn't for um, the top golfers on tour. But this guy, I mean, he's one of the best young golfers in the game right now. Uh, first year on PGA Tour, um, coming from the Corn Ferry Tour, which this event is a lot of Corn Ferry guys. Um, it's very Corn Ferry-like as far as it's going to be a high-scoring um, resort-type style golf that they play a lot. Um, I could really see Jake Knapp is who I'm taking at plus 190. I could see him contending this week. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in that top five. I think top 20 at at plus 190. Um, His game just, 
he's a long driver. He's going to be averaging probably over 320 yards on this driver off this at this course. Um, one of the top players, uh, top five in um, approach shots from 175 to 200, which is a huge number at this course. So if he can get hot with the putter, um, I think he can contend this week in a, in a course that fits his game a lot. So plus 190, I'm rolling with Jake Knapp. I love him a lot. Um, and that kind of rolls us into our top 10 bets. And I'm rolling with a guy who's throughout his career just played great golf when it comes to resort style golfs um, down in the Bermuda, um, in Mexico. Um, seems to always be in contention when it's that type of weather and that type of feel to a golf tournament. And that's a uh, Alejandro Tosti at uh, plus five hundred, five to one odds. Um, he's my he's kind of my lock for that top ten. I think at five to one odds, I'm rolling with him. Um, just loves this style of golf. I think he's going to contend. Um, I don't know if he can win the tournament as a one on tour, but I could see him. I could see him being in that top ten come Sunday, and all you got to do is have him kind of stick in there and not tie for a top ten and make you split your bet. And then a long shot for you uh, people out there. I follow the DP World Tour a little bit, uh, just from some of the podcasts and stuff I listen to. Kevin Daughtry is one of the best DP World Tour players. Um, did really good over in Dubai, which um, desert golf um, kind of has the same vibes. Hot um, coming over here at eleven to one odds uh, for a top ten. I like that a lot, and it's just a long shot. Don't know much about him. I just heard a couple podcasts talking about him um, and sites talking about how he's one of the best DP World Player Tour players. Um, he's in in good form right now. Yeah, I think those I think those World Tour players are, are definitely something to keep an eye on. It's it's hard when. When you're you're paying so much attention to the PGA Tour, you got college basketball, you got all these things to take a look at those tours. But a lot of guys come off those tours, they come into a tournament like this, and they kind of make a name for themselves. Um, I think that's you know it's it's good competition out there. It's it's you know they play a lot of different types of courses, and and then they get an opportunity like this to come in, and you know it's something that a lot of them want to take advantage of. They know the PGA is kind of the premier tour, quote unquote. You can argue your things for the live if you want, but um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think a lot of, a lot of young guys come from that and it's, it's a great way for them to prove themselves. Uh, my top 10, I'm going with a guy who has no top 25s in the four events he's played this year. Um, Don kind of mentioned, hinted at him earlier. I got, I got a, he's one of the bigger name guys in it, but it's Robert McIntyre. He has not played great since, uh, his Ryder cup appearance. Um, you know, I'd say this is as far as my bets come. This is is one of my long shots for this tournament. But I think one of the things you look at in McIntyre in the tournament he's played is he's. I mean, I think he's 162nd on the tour right now in, in putting. He has not done well around the greens, and I think a course like this where he can get comfortable on the tee box, hit some fairways. He has a, a good approach to green. He's going to get his opportunities. But I think if if he turns it around and starts putting this week. You know, I think he's a couple steps away from from breaking into that top ten. What better tournament for a, a bigger name guy to to really show that he's he's still capable than this one? Um, you know, I, I'd say he played well in day day two of the waste management, and then he just missed the cut. You look at the farmers insurance day one, not good. Day two, he played well, just missed the cut again. You know, so I think it's one of those things for him. It's it's getting comfortable, uh, getting used to the course, knowing where he needs to hit his shots. He's not a guy who's going to overwhelm you with his power or overwhelm you with his putting. But if he hits his shots, he can put them in. Uh, you know why he was on that that Ryder Cup team. 
Um, so look for Robert McIntyre to, to make a, a break this week. I think a top 10 is not unreasonable in that plus 800 odds. Uh, you know, you sprinkle some on there and, and he has a good week. It's, it's going to be a great return. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good bet from a talent standpoint alone. I mean, eight to one for a guy. Yeah, he's not in great form right now, but you know, something clicks, especially day one, Ryan. And uh, he, he puts himself in a little bit better position to make that cut. Um, I think he's got the experience to, to drive that to a top 10. One note on Robert McIntyre, though. Um, one of the most painstakingly slow golfers I've ever seen in my life. I, my brother and I went to the PGA at Kiowa a few years back, and uh, we were you know roaming around the course, and, and we caught, caught him for a little bit, and man, it was brutal. Um, and, and I like to play fast. So, uh, so, so I, I, nothing against the guy. I mean, these guys got to take their time. They're playing for hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, right? Every week. So I can't say, I can't compare myself to them, but he plays at about the pace, uh, Ryan, that we were at this weekend uh, when we were on the course. I think we had like a five hour round waiting every single hole. Um, and he plays at that, that pace when he's got nobody in front of him. So, um, that's my only gripe with McIntyre. But other than that, I think it's a good look, uh, for a guy that's definitely undervalued based on his recent history. Uh, and, and I'm kind of turning towards a guy that's actually playing a little bit better, um, recent history and uh, particularly this year he's made four out of five cuts and that's Keith Mitchell um, one big reason he's consistently ranked as one of the best drivers on the PGA Tour and in his old as he's added years uh, you know to his game the 32 year old has started to bring the rest of his game along um, he's gained strokes on approach in four straight tournaments uh, had a tie for ninth at the American Express tie for 17th at the Phoenix Open um, three top 30 and two top 20 finishes in five starts this year and only missed that one cut. Um, he's fourth in strokes gain tee to green, fourth in relation to par from outside of 200 yards um, that I think these every golfer may be facing a lot this week, especially on those par fives. And his putting has been average. So that's where I think if he, if he can just pick it up a little bit on the greens, uh, I, I really believe he'll be in contention come Sunday and um, a top 10 at, at Plus 260 shouldn't be too far out of reach for probably one of the better golfers in the field this week. So I'm riding uh, Keith Mitchell uh, to, to hit us for a top 10. And, and I'll toss it back over to, uh, to Jay Mills for our top five picks. Yeah, I'm rolling with a golfer. I mean, most people don't know about um, another young guy uh, who's this year started the year off fairly good for himself. Uh, started with a T24 at Sony, a T65 at American Express, T43 at Farmers, and a T28 at uh, the Waste Management. Sam Stevens, um, he's one of the most pure ball strikers in the game, um, especially from that 175 to 200 number that I'm that I'm really uh, harping on this week just because of how long this course is. Those are just going to be key numbers you're going to bet. Even if you're driving the ball 300 plus, you're going to be in that 160 to 220 number approaching the green on every hole that isn't a par five. So um, I just think he has the ability to go low on any given weekend. I mean, a T28 at a stacked field like the waste management in a field like this, that's a, that's probably a top eight finish. Um, so when you're, when you're playing, uh, we have a guy like Sam Stevens, who's just a great golfer all around um, up and coming guy. I don't know how many, tournaments he's going to win in his career but he's going to be floating around that top 10 to top 20 number a lot in the next coming years so at 11 to 1 odds i'm rolling with him uh to be able to pull off a top five you guys know my uh philosophy on top fives i'm taking basically 
uh, 10 plus uh, to one odds. It's just no reason for me not to. Yeah. Top, top five is the tough one. We've talked about it multiple times here. It's, you know, especially you gotta, you gotta pay attention to what, what your book is, is going to do from a payout perspective, because most of the time those top fives are going to be ties um, in some, one way or another, four guys that tied for fourth or something like that. So um, I, I, I like that. I'm not necessarily following that this week, but shout out Sam Stevens. I think he calls Wichita, Kansas home now. So um, a little bit close to, to some of my family out there and um, nice, nice seeing him elevate from the, uh, the corn ferry and, and getting his shot on the tour this year and hasn't missed a cut this year so far. So like I said, in, in a lesser field, Justin, like you said, it, um, you know, top five is definitely within his reach uh, for a skilled golfer. Um, I'm looking um, a little bit uh, conversely to Jay Mills. I'm looking at a guy that is one of the favorites this week. Um, Nikola, Nikolai Hogard at uh, plus 360. He uh, he won on the DP World Tour since we were talking about the DP World Tour. Uh, back in uh, November, he won the World Tour Championship and he finished runners, runner up at the Farmers Insurance um, in his first PGA start of the season. Um, he also, uh, he, he would have won that and nearly forced a playoff on the 72nd hole. Um, but Pavin um, had some, had a great finish to that tournament. So he, he couldn't pull it off. But um, when you look at his last two, what we're calling signature events on the tour, he finished 31st at Pebble Beach and 39th at the Genesis. Um, and, and those were both his, his debuts, uh, at those courses. So he's right uh, this year, he's no stranger to playing on new courses. Um, and you look at his results, he, he finished, like I said, second tie for 31st tie for 39. So he hasn't missed a cut either. And you look over the last six months, he's second in the field in total strokes gained, uh, fifth in driving distance and sixth in strokes gained putting. So if you're targeting a guy that can drive the ball and gain strokes on the green, I think look no further than Hogard at, at plus uh, 360. And um, I think he has a great shot to win it, but I didn't feel quite comfortable enough to throw some money on him to win. So I'll take that top five. Yeah. H- Hogard's really come to the scene this last, uh, this last year or so. Um, another guy who has played a lot of overseas golf. He was on that, uh, that Ryder cup team. A lot of people didn't really know who who he was at that point. They, you know, people always talk about the Euro European team having a few guys like that who are the top European point getters. Um, and and I mean, he was one of the top point scorers at that Ryder Cup. Um, you know, he's solid golfer all around, good driver, good putter. You know, he kind of does it well, and he's shown that so far this year. Definitely like that at that plus three sixty. I mean, I think the clear two favorites and it kind of leads into my pick are going to be Finau and, and Hogard this week. And at my top five, I, I have Finau. I think talent wise Finau is, is the top guy in this tournament. I think, you know, that's why he's the favorite last year. He played well here or he played well in this tournament. I, I just, I think he, you know, coming off a win last year, I love this bet as a top five. I mean, Finau's a guy who, if he gets it going, he's going to get it going on all cylinders. I think skill-wise alone, he you know he he can play off the tee. He mashes the ball off the tee. If he gets his putter going, he's going to be pretty much unstoppable in this field. Um, you know, I did not put him as my outright winner. I think it is tough to go back to back on on tour, especially when you have a lot of young guys gunning for you. But I think he's at least going to be in the running come Sunday. Um, and, and I really like Finau just in general as a golfer. I think he does it all right. You know, big family man. If you watch that full swing documentary mm-hmm. a few years ago, big family man, 
you know, he's going to have all his kids there. But, um, you know, he finished 19th at the Genesis, coming off a, a pretty solid week, had a top 20 finish last week at a tough course and, and going to Mexico. I think he's going to be a guy that's definitely going to be in the running come Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I'll, I'll just take it into our outright winner uh, for the simple reason that I'm taking Finau. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a long odds and a short odds uh, pick here. So Finau at, at plus 800 is is my out one of my outright winner picks. Um, Ryan mentioned it. he's one of my he's been one of my favorite golfers on tour for a long time. I think ever since going back and seeing him and his brother on uh, the golf channel and one of those uh, the, <laughs> those lessons that they do with with upcoming pros. And, um, you know, Tiger taking him under his wing when he was young, I think was, was really cool. And I don't need to say much more about him other than, you know, one last year finished second two years ago to John Rahm, who obviously is not in the field. Um, and if he, you know, Ryan mentioned it, if he can get his putter going, I, I think he could run away with this thing. Um, one nice little perk is if you're on DraftKings, uh, you can get a plus 300 odds boost to any winner. Uh, so I went ahead and threw that on Finau. So that can get you up to 11 to 1 odds um, if you're able to, to use that. And uh, it gives a little boost to a guy that really should, you know, should kind of take this um, if he's playing well. Um, so, so that's my first outright winner pick. And then for my, you know, my long shot, Going with a guy that has maybe the best name on tour. I don't know. Uh, pretty, pretty good, uh, pretty good name. Maverick McNeely. I got him at fifty-five to one. I think starting the week he was maybe at seventy to one. He's been bet down a little, little bit. But um, last time out, he played at the Waste Management. He finished sixth. Um, he's posted top ten finishes at, at Pebble twice, the Heritage, and Sony Open in his career. Um, and a similarly designed Norman designed course, El Camaleon. <laughs> He's finished 26th, 12th, and 11th, um, which was a previous uh, Mexican PGA Tour event. He's a pretty consistent golfer across the board. Um, he gains strokes in all of the major categories. Uh, but the one, the one trick here is historically he has struggled with his, his driver. So I think it's going to be really important to watch what he's doing off the tee. Um, but he has gained strokes on the field in two of his past three events with the driver. So, um, you know, if he continues that momentum, he's a, a, a and he can rely on his putter because he's a phenomenal putter. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before he gets that first first career win. Um, and he's he's been knocking on that door to to take down a victory, uh, a couple runner ups, a couple top tens in the past. Uh, so I I really like him from a from a deep long shot play, sprinkle, you know, a little bit on him. I'm not saying more than a quarter unit, but uh could be a nice payout if if McNeely can come around there. Yeah, a NorCal kid, uh Monterey baby. Uh so local ish, I guess, kinda. <laughs> near <laughs> near where I grew up. Um I'm rolling with uh Jake Knapp, another California kid, um SoCal down in Santa Monica, UCLA grad. Uh talked about him earlier. I think he's going to be one of the biggest shocks on tour this year. He's going to kind of grow into his um, stardom this year. I think he competes for a couple wins, and I think if he gets one, it's definitely going to be in a tournament like this. Um, we have a, this short field on the PGA tournament. These guys are playing for their exemptions for three years. So if he's in contention, you know, dang well he's going to be trying all he can do to win that tournament, not only for the money and to win a tournament, but for that three-year exemption is huge. So, uh, Really, some stress off your back. 
Um, so yeah, that's one thing to watch with all these young kids is any of them get a victory on the first time of tour, they're, they're guaranteed for three years on tour. So, um, and then I'm following that with Finau. Finau seven to one odds. I bet him last year, this tournament, eight to one odds. Uh, he won it. Um, my logic last year was basically it was between him and John Rom, who loves playing this tournament usually, but he's down at live right now. They paid him, uh, an ungodly amount of money to leave. And I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, um, I can't get mad at them for taking $300 million so for anybody for a three-year deal or whatever it was. So, um, Finau, 7-1 odds. I think 8-1 odds with with Rom in the field last year. I think 7-1 is reasonable. Uh, if you get him at 8-1 or get him on a DraftKings boost up to 11-1, I think he's in contention come Sunday. It's just whether he pulls it off or not. So, there's going to be a couple guys up there uh, at that minus 25 number, 22 number. So, something to watch. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I said earlier with Finau, I think, you know, I'm top five. You guys both have him as, as, you know, throwing a little bit on him to win as well. I, I think it's just skill wise, talent wise, he's been there, he's done it. Um, you know, I mean, he has, it's, it's kind of his game to, to go out and go back to back. Um, you know, I don't know too much about Jake Knapp. I'm excited to watch him play this week. You know, any, any California kid is, is can normally rip it up on a golf course. Um, but, Mine, uh, my outright winner this week. And if you're going to tell any of mine, I think this is, this is the one, I think this guy's riding the hot hand, the Argentinian. He's played some solid golf, Emiliano Grillo. I think if you look at what he's done this, this year, just alone, um, you know, 44th finish at the Genesis against the tough field. Uh, he finished the tourney with a 69 on Sunday. So finished strong, finished 22nd at the waste management. So a top 25 there. He finished the tourney with a 63 on the final day, finished 14th at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, finished 20th at the Farmers Insurance, and finished 7th at the Sony Open. So he's got five top 25s this year, four or five top 25s this year, and a lot of it's because of his play on Sunday. I mean, you know, he, he, he puts himself in contention, he's making the cuts, and then on Sunday he's playing well and putting himself in that top 25 position. I think he's close. He's, you know, no top finishes, you know, how, how hot really are you? If you, if you can't play the full four days, but look to him to be someone might be a few strokes out of it on Sunday and, and kind of do what we saw last week with, uh, with Matsuyama coming out of nowhere and then putting in a, a great round. I just think you look at a guy who gets hot on a Sunday and in any tournament, it's, it's a good way to go. And this is a field that I think he's probably top five, most talented in, He's an experienced golfer. He's, you know, his last win was two years ago at the Charles Schwab, you know, against a lighter field, a guy like this, who's got a little bit more experience and is hungry and is playing good golf. I think this is where he finally gets back in the winner circle. And at 25 to one odds, I think, you know, throwing some on it, getting a good return and and he's going to be in contention. Um, So I like, I like Emiliano. I'm going with the Argentinian this week. I think he's going to put up a good round and he's playing some solid golf right now at any course. Yeah. I Greer was a guy that kept popping up when I was, when I was looking into who I was going to take and 25 to one is I I think a great price to grab him at for a two-time winner made all of his cuts this year. And, you know, Ryan, the, you mentioned the biggest thing is playing well on Sundays, which you've got to do if you're going to win on the tour. So um, I think that's a good look. I may I may jump on that before before Thursday morning, uh, before these guys get going. Uh, but that'll take us into our final segment, uh, our novelties and our parlays. I'm going to sound a little bit like deja vu, but I'm, I'm uh, putting a little bit different spin on, on what I've done the last few weeks. I'm, I'm taking 
five golfers for top 20s and, and throwing them all in there. Hopefully they can all hit, and it's the five I've already talked about. So we got McNeely, Vegas, Mitchell, Hogard, and Finau. They all just have to finish top 20. So watch them to make the cut, finish top 20. That gets you almost 69 to 1 odds, uh, plus 68.81. So, you know, even a $10 bet's going to have a real nice, real nice uh, return. And, uh, you know, they're guys I believe in. They're all guys I like, and they're all guys that I think fit this course really well this week. So, um, don't have to do too, too, too crazy of a, of a parlay. No winners in there, no top fives, but get those five guys in the top 20 and uh, we're looking good. Yeah. And, I, and I'm rolling with a simple one. It's mostly going to be my novelty prop throughout the year. I just love betting it. It's just fun. Um, if you hit it early on to the first round leader, um, I'm taking Toasty, a guy over his career who, I mean, can go low. I mean, he has a couple 63s in his career, 62. So if he gets hot with that uh, putter, um, as I said, he's a great ball striker. If he gets hot with the putter, he can easily shoot a 62 at this tournament, um, be minus nine um, at 55 to one odds. I just think it's great odds. If you look through his career, he he when he does contend or he has a decent weekend where he comes top 20, uh, he usually has a day where he shoots a 62, 63, and then they'll be even poor the rest of the tournament. So very streaky golfer, gets hot early, uh, watch out. Yeah, I, I think that's another guy who could be up there for one of the cooler names on tour. Um, <laughs> and, and definitely, I mean, he, he can go low. And, and when you're doing a first-round leader, you need a guy who can who can put up a low number to start the tournament. Um, my, my novelty parlay of the week – um, pretty, pretty straightforward. I, you know, I don't want to say it's a lock of the week, but you know, two of the favorites top 10, um, Grillo and, and Finau both to finish top 10. I like both these guys this week. I think Finau, you know, I saw that in, in Don's parlay as well. Top 20. I think Finau is going to be in the race on Sunday, whether he's third or first, you know, it's going to depend on how, how he does all week. But I think Grillo is going to play this course. Well, I think he's been playing well, you know, against the lighter field, I always like going with some of the star power. I, I think both these guys, top 10 at, at plus 780, you know, and if you look at some of your apps, you're going to get some of those boosted odds where you can throw, you know, maybe a little bit more. I know in FanDuel they have one as well for a 25% profit boost. Nice. Um, you know, I, I think a bet like that, especially if you get a boost, you got two of the favorites, top 10, both experienced guys who have one on tour before. I, you know, I, I love that there, even at a, a plus 780 line. Yeah, Riggs, if, if Grio wins this and Fino finishes like second, you're going to be having a great weekend. You're probably going to be partying well into Sunday nights if, if that hits, because it's like you got some leverage on uh, on both those guys. So I'm, I'll be rooting for you as long as it doesn't take any money out of my pocket, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, that, that wraps us up for uh, episode two of season two um, for a little bit lesser known PGA event, Mexico Open at Vedanta. Um, thanks uh, so much for tuning in. Uh, keep an eye out on our socials. We got uh, some TikToks coming up. We've got some reels we're going to be posting, hopefully uh, close to a daily basis. And, uh, and as always, you can find, find our picks and the pod at BBA Pod on X and at Better Bets Ahead on uh, Instagram, um, and obviously on, on our newly formed TikTok as well. So a lot of exciting things uh, in the near future. And uh, I'm going to sign off. I'm not going to give you my personal stuff anymore because we're all going to run it through the, the Better Bets Ahead anyway. But uh, gents, anything to, to uh, leave our, 
our listeners with for the week? Just, I just want to shout out uh, William Bryan for winning the Daytona 500. I know nobody probably watched it that's listening to this pod. I don't know how many NASCAR fans are out there, but throw 10 bucks on the run 210 to have something to bet on. Uh, crash at the end of the race, and he wins it uh, by default. So I'll take it. I was not happy with that crash because I had Logano uh, going mm-hmm. into the final eight laps or whatever it was. There was um, another crash too. I don't know if you saw. If you you might have just uh, smashed, pressed the power <laughs> button when that happened. So there's yeah. another crash to literally end the race, and he was in first when the crash uh, came out. So he technically wins the uh, race, and and I'm happy. Yeah, good good look there, Jay Mills. I was that crash, the one that I saw. I, I took out Logano and Hamlin, um, and then I had Jimmy Johnson and. Uh, who else did I have there? Gibbs, I think, for, for a couple longer shots. But uh, kind of brutal uh, finish to that for me. But, but good looking out there, Jay Mills. And um, we'll be back uh, We'll be back next Tuesday uh, with more golf and, and uh, hopefully some daily reels and things like that um, on the way in. So until next time, betters, this is Better Bets Ahead.